0: everyone. This is Kimberly.
1: And this is Katie. And you're listening to a Double Date with Dateline. I want my double date, double date, double date. I want my double date, double date, double date. Double, double date. Mother-in-laws. Can't live with them. Can't kill them. Kill (laughs) them. I am purposely not getting
0: married so that I won't have a mother-in-law. No, I'm just kidding. But what if that was my reason?
1: I get it. I've heard horror stories. You and I have have both heard horror stories, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I've heard stories fairly similar to this, actually, that just didn't escalate
1: to murder. Okay, but like could have maybe? Absolutely, yeah. A friend from college, yeah. I want to hear everything. Guys, we're talking in-laws. The series from ID Network is called Evil In-Law. Clever. It's good. And we are covering season one, episode one, Mama's Boy. Mm -hmm. And we're only going to talk about the first case in this because it's enough, much like Dennis. But nothing like Dennis, because I'm sure Dennis's in-laws are lovely.
0: Who wouldn't love Dennis? Who wouldn't want their daughter to marry Dennis?
1: Right. I'd be super suspicious if you didn't like, it would mean that you were trying really hard not to like him if you didn't like him.
0: Although we were watching Dateline the other night and my dad was making fun a little bit of Dennis. And I said, I think you're making fun of him because he sounds just like you. He's like, that was such a dad joke. And I was like, yep, Dennis makes dad jokes and so do you.
1: Because you're a dad, dad kettle,
0: Bob Dennis.
1: Oh, he looked in the television and didn't like what he saw.
0: He should. America loves Dennis. And And America loves Bob. Sure. So yeah. They love the highly edited version of Bob that we give them.
1: Instagram is Raw Bob. Don't change your screen name to Raw Bob. (laughs) Please don't. Raw Bob one. Master
0: Bob. That was his original handle. He died. Did we mention that? Master Bob died.
1: I think I remembered and forgot. He did I, die? We
0: talked about it in our YouTube live. How did he die? We did a toast to him. It was not in some sort of BDSM accident, which is a shame. He died in prison. Of cancer?
1: Something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. That's fine, though. Didn't he kill someone?
0: Oh, yeah. He killed his wife so that he could have a house where he would have concubines.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay. And yeah, he had that's a sex fine. dungeon
0: that Dennis had to go visit. And if you're wondering what we're talking about, it was a Patreon episode. And I can't remember what it's called, but it's about Master Bob. You can just contact me if you're interested.
1: Excellent. Just say Master Bob and we'll say what it is. And I'll
0: just say that, I'll say Sex Dungeon. Dennis.
1: Word association. Okay, but this has nothing to do with the Sex Dungeon. We're in in law territory. We open with a Yugoslavian immigrant couple who had moved to Canada when they were first getting together, like as a young couple. Yelka, correct? Yes, Yelka? Okay. Yelka Pesek and Saba, but Saba goes by Sam. Sam owes a mechanic's garage and runs it with the couple's son, Joe. And in 1987, so we are in like the late 80s, 90s for this case.
0: That explains Joe's mustache. Nothing explains the mustache. It's very Freddie Mercury shaped.
1: I don't think it's a real mustache.
0: No, I don't think so either. I don't think any of the hair on anyone's head in this episode, was real.
1: Well, I think that Yelka's hair is real. You do? Yeah. Black, curly? Yeah, I think it... Well, oh God, now you've got me second-thinking everything. I don't think it was. Oh, brother. Okay. But regardless, Yelka and Sam are out and about in 1987 looking for real estate investments and they visit an open house. And at one of these open houses, they hear a... Now, they say Yugoslavian. It is Serbian. She is speaking Serbian. I looked it up. Because I don't want people to tell me otherwise. Thank you. Good job. Welcome. We're learning. They are speaking Serbian. Jelka hears this and sees this beautiful young woman speaking with another woman. And when I say beautiful, the reenactment enactment actress is so pretty.
0: I want to have her face. Like I, I might cut it off and put it on mine. And it would still look better than my face now because of how pretty her skin would be.
1: Yeah, I really have to agree with that for myself as well. I'm just ditto.
0: Even a slab of skin on my face. But
1: because of how pretty her
0: face is, it would still look good. I could pull
1: it off. It's special too. It's classically pretty, but then she has like her teeth aren't like perfectly straight. She's got like kind of that cute smile that you love, that Kirsten Dunst smile. Mm -hmm. And then this little upturned nose, that's like uh... the perfect Barbie button. I can't. Who are you? I know. Ooh. I loved the wig, the golden locks.
0: It didn't look like that's what her natural hair color was supposed to be, but it made me happy. It
1: looked really pretty. Honestly, I think she could have worn anything. With a face like that, doesn't put her in a long, black, stringy, greasy thing. Doesn't matter. Put her in
0: what's her face from The Shining's hair. Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall.
1: Still look good. Yeah, put her in a Dorothy Hamill. Still look good. Yeah. Anyway, she's just it's part of the reason I decided to pick this case is I was like, we have so many times that we're like her or him. And I was like, for once, this woman is absolutely stunning. Perfect. And also I can see why Yelka wanted to go and talk to her because, yeah, you see that and you're trying to hook your son up.
0: I want to give birth to a son so that I can make him marry her so that she would be my daughter-in-law.
1: Just pass on those jeans. I hope that girl had a million babies. So our beautiful young Serbian speaker is a woman named Alexandra Ignatovic. And Yelka immediately goes up to Alexandra and introduces herself. Immediately, we are given pageant footage. And I was like, there we go. Here we go. It is Canada pageant because we are in Canada.
0: Yeah, and Katie actually knows that we're in
1: Canada. I took good notes this time. I know we're in Canada, but it's the Miss Canada pageant. So it's kind of a big deal. I mean, it's the whole country. It's 1986 was the year that she was entered from her town. The real Alexandra is beautiful as well, just in a different way than our actress. She has sort of short, dark hair. And I'm wondering why they put our actress in this sort of blonde Farrah Fawcett wig. Yeah, Very confused. Also, the pageant fashion. Can we talk about the long-sleeved, up-to-the-neck, black sequin gown that shows absolutely no skin with the drop waist? So you can't even see the silhouette? What is that? I don't know. She's wearing a sequin sack. Yeah. She made it look good. She did, because her smile was everything. So Yelka is beside herself to find this gorgeous young woman who happens to also be from their culture and speak their language. And her son, Joe, just happens to be single and she just happens to be trying to set him up with the perfect girl. So Alexandra mentions that she needs a break job somewhere in their conversation. It's
0: weird how that came up.
1: What were they talking about? It is weird, right? I am guessing that Yelka's no dummy and started bringing up cars slowly. Oh, smart. She seems a little crafty like a fox. Alex mentions she needs a break job. Yelka says, oh, you must come to our shop. Here's, you know, we own a garage and be sure to ask for Joe. He'll take care of you. Joe's her Freddie Mercury son. And then we're told that that is the push of the ball down a long, dangerous hill or something to that effect. We know this is going to go bad. Yeah. We probably could have guessed that from the title of the
0: series. Someone's evil
1: and it's an in-law. <laughs> so it's either Yelka or Sam.
0: Sam speaks zero words the whole episode?
1: Zero. Well, the reenactment enactment again is we're getting interviews over the top of very little speaking. We have a couple of very important lines towards the end. and We'll get to them from my favorite character of all time, who should have a spinoff series, but <laughs> it's not a lot of talking. So Alexandra does indeed go to the garage owned by the Pesics, and she instantly likes Joe. Surprise, surprise. She's into that mustache. She could do better. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. But she is a pageant, like, perfection on a stick. I don't know what, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Alex tells her best friend, Angie, that he's so cute and he's really, really sweet and soft-spoken. And Angie, the best friend, is one of our main interviews. And Mm -hmm. I like her very much. Yes. She's great. And actually, outside information, a little bit early, Angie and her were best friends since they were kids.
0: Oh, that's sweet. I didn't know
1: that. And Angie was her maid of honor. Oh. I know. So Angie is her Kimberly. Except I didn't know you when I was a kid. But I feel like I've known you forever. Oh, God, barf. Yeah, I know. So Angie tells us that Alex was saying that, oh, Joe is the one within like two weeks of them meeting. It was like a whirlwind romance. And within a few months, Joe proposes. Yelka is, of course, over the moon because she set this whole thing in motion. And her and Sam are so excited that they buy the engaged couple a house. Lovely. That's a nice present. hmm. Wow. But the house kind of comes with a price tag as I was suspecting. Yelka is a little over-involved and is criticizing Alexandra's decorating choices. Like, she doesn't like the wall color. From what I read, she actually didn't let Alex decorate at all. Like, said, no, we bought the house, I'm decorating. So Alex, like, didn't really get to pick anything in the house, which is... And this is also, again, before they're married. So that's a... That's kind of rough. Alex kind of couldn't do anything right. And the wedding planning is no different. Yelka's all over it, wants the wedding that she wants for Joe and really trying to get Alex to do it her way. I would so leave. That, yeah. I would have left at several points Oh yes. earlier. I think this is that age old. Well, Alex is young, but still, I mean, yeah, I think I would have left even if I was young.
0: The thing is, it's not going to get better, this relationship, If she's like this before the wedding, it's not going to get better. If you live near them, it's just going to be the
1: same. By the way, outside information, the house that they bought them was five minutes away from their house. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I think that it's the age old adage that you don't only marry the person, you marry their family.
0: Mm -hmm. That's why I can't get married. No one wants to join this clan.
1: Every single person has always wanted to join your clan. That's true. You have a really good clan. Thank you. Do you think your parents would buy you a lake as a wedding present? Can you buy we a lake? didn't consider that.
0: Oh, right. Can you just buy the lake and then people can live around it in their houses? And I would live on the lake in
1: like a houseboat. That people had to row to get to that took them at least like 10 minutes to get to you.
0: Right. I'm fine with that. I don't want visitors. I don't want pop-ins. Middle of lake is perfect.
1: It's dangerous if you're in an emergency.
0: Right. If I'm choking or something. I can't just run outside.
1: You might need to have a nurse live with you. Yeah. that I can see that going horribly wrong.
0: A nurse, it'll be like misery. Yeah.
1: Right. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyways, so then of course the night before the wedding, Alex is having major misgivings and is thinking maybe this is a bad idea and tells her best friend Angie about it. And Angie is like, no, don't worry about that. This will be fine. You're just, you have cold feet. Don't worry about it.
0: No one ever takes her seriously in this episode. It's really sad.
1: I feel really bad. Little bit of outside information early. That's a lot more serious than ID made it sound. It wasn't that they were just like hanging out at the house that like the night before the wedding. Alex got in her car and drove like a few hours or something like a ways away to get to Angie's house to like have this talk with her. It was kind of a moment of like, That's major misgivings if you're doing that the night before. And I would say don't do it. Walk away. Yeah, walk away, girl.
0: You're young. You'll find someone else. And stunning. So that nose, oh my gosh. Yeah, with that nose, you could find five more Joes.
1: Yeah, and if that anything on your face was given to you by a doctor, I would like their name and email. Thank you very much in advance. But unfortunately, I don't think it was.
0: No, it's all natural. Yeah.
1: So after their wedding the Pesachs are still trying to control their son. And they kind of are because Joe is connected to the family business. So they have these family dinners and Joe is given his work check at the dinner with like stipulations. So it's like, okay, here's your $400 but this is what we think you should be spending it on.
0: It was weird. It's like he's given an allowance. It's like they don't have their own money. They literally, I don't think, have their own bank account. I think the parents controlled it.
1: Yeah, and he's a grown man. Okay. And also, so then the mother-in-law does... Much like
0: Colty, a 90-day fiancé, who shares a bank account with Mother Debbie.
1: But he's caring for Mother Debbie.
0: That's what he says, but she cares for him.
1: Well, she makes him all his food, right? And does his boxer briefs. And takes care of the house. And yeah. And takes care of the cats. Boy, that's all kinds of messed up. Okay, So, so they're trying to control him through money, but they're also doing that terrible pop-in thing, like we just talked about, where they're popping with like groceries, bags of groceries. And I can speak from experience. Don't do that. That's really bad. And that annoys especially new brides. Mm -hmm. That is not something you want to do. I'm not talking about myself, but it happened to someone close to me and they felt very insulted because it seemed like uh, like an undercutty way of being like, you don't buy the right groceries.
0: Oh, yeah. You're not taking care of my son. You're not feeding my son well enough.
1: The way he needs to be taken care of. Also, yeah. I think the son is old enough to feed himself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. But also, Alex doesn't do anything right, not just buy the groceries. She doesn't set the table right. And the reenactment's enactments pretty intense. And it's Yelka saying, no, the fork goes on this side. And then there's like laundry folding that she's doing wrong. Do it all. Enough. Change it all. And she's got this, the actress that plays Yelka is absolutely perfect because she's got this very good angry face that's Mm -hmm. like angry Eastern European face with this like very dark brown, almost black, short, curly hair. That's, I think, a wig. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. That's a wig. Black,
1: curly wig.
0: Maybe. I'm usually not right about
1: hair stuff. That's not true. I feel like... Except on Pierre. That's the only clothing thing I've ever been right about. Did you let people know that you were right about Ampere? Would you like to take this opportunity to let people know to shame me a little bit? No, I'm ashamed. Uh -uh. I'm ashamed.
0: I am a little ashamed for you because you watch so much Drag Race. I feel like they probably have said it.
1: No one said Ampere. Everyone says Empire. And no one wears an Empire waist dress on Drag Race. So I would never say yes to the dress. I'm shocked. Well, what about Project Runway? That I've never heard it from Project Runway.
0: But I'm sure you have. There's so many opportunities for me to hear it.
1: Is this, have I been saying it wrong for a very long time? The funny thing is just that you thought I was so dumb. <laughs> I don't know as much. I think you're a little wrong on that. Because I don't know how much I thought you were dumb as that you were mistaken and thinking about something else. <laughs> yeah. And then I also kind of thought you were trying to be funny like that it was pierre, like you were making it fancy for no reason. I just sort of thought it was a weird joke that I wasn't in on. And I was like, okay, that's interesting.
0: I think you're still saying it funny cuz you're saying Pierre.
1: Um like Pierre. Like pierre. Sorry, how ha- say it for me? Um Pierre. Um Pierre spelled like empire. Yeah. That's cruel, you know. So is it the um umpire um state building? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm not I mean is the word Pronounced like that and everyone says it wrong? Is it like Rihanna and not Rihanna? No,
0: it's because the Empire State Building is in where we speak English. And I think um, Ampere is French. So if the Empire State Building was in like Paris, then they might call it
1: um, Ampere. If anyone out there has been to FIDM or Otis or any Parsons, any of the design schools, just tell me. What do they tell you in class? Do they say the correct pronunciation is umpire, but everyone calls it empire? Or is it legitimately like, do they laugh at people that say empire? Have I been laughed at?
0: Yeah, let her know if she's been laughed at.
1: Yeah, I do want to know if people are snickering behind my back. I, I don't think so. I would rather them snicker to my face. Anyways, they got married, buying groceries, folding laundry. Alex has to confront Joe with his mustache, because he needs to stand up for himself. And mm-hmm. one look at Joe can tell anyone that Joe is definitely not going to stand up to Mommy Yelka. It's not going to happen. He is he is a mama's boy.
0: But what's weird is we don't, for an episode title called Mama's Boy, I didn't feel like there was any, like, Oedipal things or, like, a weird connection between them. They never have any scenes together where the mom is, like, licking her hand and wiping schmutz off his
1: face or anything. Well, that's because the episode is called Mama's Boy, not Mother Boy. It's Mother Boy 20. I really wish we could put in the song. Upon her knee. (laughs) That's my favorite. Mother and boy. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) I know that a lot better than I do. We didn't get any mother. We didn't get any like distinct Buster. Yeah, I would have liked Lucille some matching Liz. costumes in a pageant. Yeah, me too. Funnily, you know who did wear matching stuff in this episode? Angie said that Alex and Joe bought a bunch of matching stuff. That wasn't the outside information. They started buying like matching sweatshirts.
0: <laughs> she was trying to be an, give an F you to the mom. Look how close me and my husband are, mom. Look it, we're wearing matching clothes. You don't wear matching
1: clothes with him. I think they did okay at first.
0: They didn't do okay at first. She almost didn't marry
1: him. No, they did in outside. I'm so sorry. The very first, like the first couple of weeks, they were okay until they bought the house and then it all went to pot. And Alex needed to be a pushover and Alex wasn't. And, but Joe is, because Joe's not going to stand up to his mom. So now we find out that Yelka has a bad habit of taking things that don't belong to her. Yelka. See, at this point, when she gets into
0: trouble, I feel like her wig starts to slip a little bit down her forehead. That's what makes me think it's a wig.
1: I get that. It's a little like she's got a one head instead of a forehead. She has the Teresa Judice. Yes, she does. So anyways, Yelka was taking odd things from the store, like chicken livers, little jars of preserves and things, like things that you can easily afford. She was just taking them.
0: That was a weird spread, too. She had like two jars of capers, like... You have chicken livers and cake. Well, Well, it's a different kind of diet. that
1: kind of cooking. Yeah, it's different. It's a different kind of cuisine. So yeah, it definitely, like Oliver's dad, the Ukrainian food is Mm kind of,
0: there's like
1: pickled things. You know, you know all the time. Yeah. So I don't want to say kleptomaniac. They say, Angie says she's a kleptomaniac. Yeah, we can say kleptomaniac. But that's a real diagnosed thing, isn't it? Yeah. And that is the urge to take things even though you can't afford them, right? Correct. Okay. It's like a compulsion. Yeah. Like you can't really help it. You need help.
0: Yes, you need help.
1: Okay. But Yelka is not going to get help if there's anything I know about Yelka. You need
0: better help. Wouldn't
1: that be amazing? We don't have an ad here. Sorry. Sorry, guys. But she is arrested and taken to jail. When she gets out, she's right back to her ways. They don't tell us how much time she spent in jail. And I didn't see that in outside information.
0: I don't think it was a lot because she wasn't shoplifting that much, I don't think, at that point.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: No, I don't think it was like a year. I think
1: it was, it was probably, probably like probably... a day or two, right? They kind of make it seem a little more serious because when she comes out, Alex is pregnant. So it makes it oh, seem yeah, like. Oh, yeah, maybe it was a while <laughs> Time has spent like six months. It could be for just for stealing pickled herring. But it was enough times, I think. So the judge wanted to teach her a lesson, so kept her in jail for a month. Yeah,
0: I think she had multiple charges too. And she had had it happen a few times and let off with a
1: warning. Mm, I think also you are fined when you do something like that. And if she wasn't paying her fines, jail time. Mm -hmm. But when she gets out, regardless, Alex is pregnant. And even Mm -hmm. though Yelka is kind of back to her own ways, it's about to get much more serious because now there's a little baby. They Mm -hmm. have a little baby boy named Brandon. And Yelka's great with the baby. Everything's good. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> nope. So Yelka is constantly telling Alex that she is doing everything wrong with the baby. It's a really awkward reenactment of like literally anytime Alex shifts her body, it's like, no, don't hold it like that. Like it's very... You're
0: going to give him gas.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> it's very and then over she the like, top. She lifts the bottle up literally two centimeters, which will apparently prevent the gas.
1: Okay. And she also knows everything. She knows the most about babies. Yelka does. So of course, this is going to start wearing on Alex and Joe's marriage as if it wasn't already. But Alex and Joe decide they need a date night out because that's going to solve everything. Sorry, that sounds (laughs) mean. Come on. So Yelka is going to be the babysitter of the night. Why? 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 I would have left a long time ago. Yeah, that's true. But I also was like, okay, so maybe Alex is just like, maybe this will give her something because then she can have the baby
0: all to herself. Yeah, she's like, she's obviously loves the baby. She's not going to hurt the baby. She cares so much about this baby. She couldn't be in better hands, you know?
1: Right. Except that Yelka somehow mentions that she's going to give baby Brandon some herbal tea to help him sleep. And Joe says, No, we don't know what's in the herbal tea. And um, he might be allergic to something in that that we don't know about. Please don't give it to him.
0: Also, he's a baby. Don't give him herbal tea.
1: Don't give him tea. Babies don't drink tea.
0: We probably sound really American right now. I'm sure there are many cultures that safely give their babies herbal tea. But if the mother is requesting not to,
1: the father was. The
0: father There's is.
1: Joe. So I'm sure they both were. But then I, so I feel like Yelka's just kind of being ornery. And the minute she started talking about it, I would have canceled the date. I would have been like, no. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the minute you tell her not to, of course she's going to do it because she knows best. I would have faked
0: diarrhea and been like, we're not going on our date anymore. Sorry.
1: My stomach's kind of upset. I'm really sorry. Let's go next week. Let's reschedule. And then hope that Yelka forgot about the herbal tea or stole it out of her purse.
0: And hire a babysitter next time.
1: Right, hire the girl down the street.
0: The thing is, you're living in fear because you live five minutes away. You have to take a certain route to avoid their house so they can't see you driving by so that they don't know you're out on your date. You have to have your phone calls routed to the movie theater that you're going to because there's no cell phones there. And then you have to tell the people at the movie theater to answer the phone like so-and-so residents, I'm their neighbor and I'm making popcorn at the counter hang on, let me go get them. And then this just lie goes real, lie begets more lies.
1: Yeah, it could really turn sour real fast. But also I have the feeling that Yelka's stopping by on a regular enough basis that she would just show up at the Mm -hmm. house and -hmm. then you'd be screwed because Patsy would be there with her boyfriend, Billy, making out. And then Yelka would shoot them both or stab them with sewing needles. I don't know.
0: That's what the original plot of Halloween was. That was it, Yelka? Yelka, stops by and kills the babysitter who's making out with her boyfriend.
1: Yelka could be the name of a horror movie.
0: I can mm-hmm. see that. Remember in Arrested Development, it was Ganky.
1: Ganky. <laughs> I liked Ganky. But so they come home from date night. Alex and Joe come home. Brandon is, of course, asleep. Go figure. But he won't wake up. He's like deep, deep, deep sleep. That's very scary. Alex freaks out, drives him to the ER, is, you know, screaming at Yelka. Why did you do that? What did you do? But...
0: She's like, oh, he's fine. He's just sleeping. I'm doing the worst accent ever. Apologies.
1: I think that's pretty good. It's better than mine. I've been doing some sort of hybrid cross between several accents. But thank goodness, baby Brandon is okay. But Alex has had it. That's it. Like, that was the last straw for her. And she tells Joe he has to stand up to her and saying, we are going to run our own lives. At this point, I'm kind of like, you need to leave town. But you need to move several states away. Yeah,
0: and if Joe wants to come with you, fine. If not, no biggie fries. I'll find another mustache in another town.
1: Yeah, you just got to go. So she's begging him to stand up to her, but he just kind of can't. When it comes down to it, her friends tell us he just didn't have the backbone.
0: Joe shows very little emotion in this whole episode.
1: I don't feel like he had any lines either. I don't think so. None that we could hear audibly. He's mouthing a lot of stuff.
0: The thing is, like, she knew when she started dating him what his personality was, that he's kind of yeah. meek-mannered, as babes with coffee would say. I
1: don't have a very strong personality. But I think that this is more like you knew this was going to be a problem because you were having those doubts. I think that was those doubts were not just about the family. It was about Joe's relationship to the family, that he was not going to be able to change this. Ugh. So she decides... It's time for a divorce. It's over with Joe. He's not going to be able to stand up to her. He, he of course, doesn't. And the court approves the divorce, and Canadian law says that they have to split everything 50 50. Wow. So, of course, Yelka and Sam are furious because that means that she's going to get Joe's house, which I don't understand if they're splitting it 50 50. They would just have to sell
0: the house and split the profits.
1: Yeah. But she somehow gets the house, and then she also gets their son, Mm -hmm. and then she gets part of his money. And they think that she deserves absolutely nothing, like less than zero. So they vow that she's not going to get one cent, and... It all started so promisingly at that open house. Yeah, it's going to be great. It went
0: from, like, worshiping her to despising her.
1: Why was Alexandra at the open house? Yeah, was she going to buy a house by herself? I don't know. And then... They were there for an investment opportunity, but were they there mainly to see if they could get a house for their son?
0: I feel like they were wife
1: shopping. I feel like they followed her there.
0: I feel that they saw her on the street. They heard her talking. Just follow her into this house. Could have been a stranger's house. They could have been shot. There happened to be hors d'oeuvres out. And it was an open house.
1: I wonder how this happened. Really, I didn't get outside information on that. So they have custody hearings for baby Brandon. And during this, it comes out that Yelka's shoplifting past might be a problem. And also, she has been, we find out, she's been banned from all the local grocery stores.
0: (laughs) She's a thief. But why is it specifically grocery
1: stores? That's a certain part of her compulsion. It seems to be to take food, which gives me questions about her upbringing in Yugoslavia. Yeah, maybe she grew up with no food. Because is part of kleptomania that I deserve this? No, I I don't think it's like that at all. I think it's more like an OCD, like a compulsion. I'm going to look it up. I'm curious about kleptomania now. It's usually used in kind of a jokey term, but I know it's serious. Yeah. I'm curious. But Alex, regardless, Alex gets the house and Yelka and Sam lose visitation with the baby. Joe keeps his, but they lose it. So this is when it's going to start getting real dark and creepy stuff starts happening. Alex gets a strange package on the door of that house one day, and it is a true crime book with passages highlighted, passages like Hog Tied, A Woman, and strangled the woman and slit her throat, like things that are very ominous, they're all highlighted in the book. Like, we're gonna do this. That's to
0: a you. weirdly creative warning to give to someone. How many books did you have to go through before you found the right passages?
1: That I really don't like. I really, I mean, obviously, I don't like any of it, but that's extremely creepy. There was one other passage that I found out in outside information that I did not like. It was, oh, Uh, You're Dead. Well, that's blunt. The book was about the disappearance and murder of a woman named Cindy James. You read that book? No, I have not. I don't read much. Ah, I was setting you up. I know. Big surprise. (laughs) So the next thing happens when Alex is at the grocery store, which confused me because I thought that Yelka was not allowed to go into the grocery store. So this is an out of town grocery store. Wait, say that again. Yelka was not allowed to go into the local stores, but this next event happens in a grocery store where Yelka and Sam and Alex all happen to be at the same time. Yeah, that's odd. Okay. Maybe she was in a disguise?
0: Maybe they had only made one set for this show. They had to repurpose a lot.
1: Okay. Maybe so.
0: They had the permit to shoot at the grocery store for the whole day and they finished early with their other shoplifting scenes. So they just decided to change another scene to the grocery store. Oh. Because they had till six to shoot there.
1: Was this a dramatization?
0: I think it probably happened somewhere else. And the show did not think about the fact that there's a huge plot hole.
1: It happened at a roller rink, but they couldn't. That's too expensive.
0: No, they already had the store for the whole day. They didn't even realize they had a plot hole. They need someone like us to come in. We're good fact And berate them? Oh, okay. We would do good continuity work. That's basically all we do on the show.
1: We would do medium continuity work.
0: I'd be a C plus continuity person.
1: That's exactly right. So Alex is shopping in the grocery store and she sees Sam and Yelka and makes eye contact with Sam. And Sam does the, the finger across the throat gesture at her. Sam, Sam's real scary looking. I'm just going to say but he never that, speaks. Doesn't matter. The casting in this, he looks like a modern Frankenstein a little bit. He looks like you could play Frankenstein's, I'm sorry, Frankenstein, the monster, Frankenstein's monster, because that's kind of, he's got that like, he's like 6'5", is what it looks like. I
0: thought Yelka just was very short. Maybe so.
1: Okay, that could be it too. So Alex, by this time, is very, very scared and decides to move in with her mother, Zdenka. So one night, they're playing cards, Alex and her mom, Zdenka, and her best friend, Angie, are playing cards, and the phone rings. And the voice on the other end says, there are three coffins ready. One for you, one for Vedenka, and one for Vedenka's mother. Who's Vedenka's mother? Who's Vedenka? Her mom. It's Alex's mom. Why
0: would they want to kill Alex's mom and then a grandmother? And then Alex's grandmother, too. Did they think the friend, Angie, is the grandma? Were they looking through the window?
1: That's cruel.
0: I know. She's young. She's young.
1: No, I don't. I think that it was more like seemed like kind of a scary Yugoslavian we're going to wipe out your family line.
0: Oh, uh-huh.
1: Does that make sense? That's kind of what I thought, that it's like we're taking out three generations of women from your family. And so she immediately calls the cops, but she's the only one that heard the voice. So I don't even know if they, what they could do now with it. They can't track it or trace it. So it's kind of useless, but it's very creepy. So Alex is pretty paranoid at this point, And her friends who we're getting interviews with, you know, they don't really believe that she is in that much danger. They think that they're trying to scare her, but they don't think they're trying to kill her.
0: I feel like there's something we're not knowing about Alex. Like maybe she's the girl who
1: cried wolf a couple times.
0: Or maybe this was just the 80s and no one believed women.
1: Both. But I think that she's maybe high dramatic. And so it's hard to know. Right. If this is real drama or if this is like I broke a nail drama. But all this story seems very like far-fetched.
0: It does. If I didn't watch so much true crime, I would have thought that this would be the end outcome before the wedding. I would have been warning her.
1: Yeah, that's true. But these people aren't doing that. These people, you know, are watching. Yeah,
0: they're not watching true crime. They're like, this doesn't happen.
1: Right. So they're a little like, okay, you're going to be fine. They're just trying to scare you. Hang in there, kiddo. So next we have the best reenactment of the episode because Alex decides to visit a psychic.
0: It's the most stereotypical psychic I've ever seen.
1: It was really like a Halloween costume.
0: Yeah, it was. It was be like you went
1: to the store and bought it, and it was packaged next to a pirate costume. Yeah, and then you put on a bunch of eyeliner and rings on your finger. No, the rings probably came with it. It's unbelievable. I was like, "Where's her crystal ball?" Because that's the only I think thing. She had think. a crystal
0: ball. I could be wrong. I could. Just, she just looks so much like I'm just imagining it. Maybe, maybe my mind put it in there because she looked like that. She looked like the kind you'd go to at the fair. Right. In a movie, though. In a tent.
1: But not in real life. Like, those people aren't in tents at the fair in real life. They don't look like that. They're wearing, like, a t-shirt. She knew her stuff. This psychic did, but I don't think this psychic looked like that. So I'm just saying that was a wild dramatization on the behalf of the ID channel. But anyways, it was delightful to see the fortune teller tells Alex her future, wow, this is bad.
0: You in danger, girl. Basically reliving the scene with Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost.
1: You need to be very careful.
0: No, she said a red car.
1: This is bad. I see a red sports car. You need to be very careful.
0: And Alex is like a little maybe over dramatic. I could see where they're getting the dramatic because when she gets the phone call that she's going to kill all of them, she kind of like almost collapses. Like she's Drew Barrymore in Scream. Like something, which I guess is maybe the appropriate response.
1: If someone is saying they're going to kill your mom and I have three coffins ready in a Serbian accent.
0: Yeah, I guess, especially if you're already scared. But she has kind of the same reaction to the red car. You're done.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's get back She's to the a red car. She's in danger, girl. I have whatever reaction she wants to have is fine. It's fine. But again, leave town. Get out of there, Alex. Take your baby and go. A few days later, Alex is being followed home by a red car. A red sports car.
0: I was like, say that it's red. Say that it's red. And it was red. And I was like, you go psychic.
1: Yeah, psychic nailed it. She gets home. Alex speeds home with this car following her, jumps out of the car full sprint to the front door, which is you either drive till you run out of gas on a dirt road or you do what she did. No, you drive to a police station. Oh yeah. See, I'm like Alex. I didn't think about that. You're right. You drive to the police station. I've done it before when I thought a car was being weird.
0: And then you just sit in the parking lot. and They drive right by. Then you go home. I'm very
1: paranoid. Explain the circumstances, please. I don't even remember exactly. How long ago was this?
0: Probably, I think when I lived in North go... Hollywood. I lived in North Hollywood and there was a police station very close to my house. So I knew exactly yes, where I it was. Yes, I know that station. So.
1: But you thought I... a car was.
0: I don't know, following me or something. Was it? No, probably not. What if it was? It doesn't matter. No, nothing ever happened because I drove to the police
1: station. We need to find Madame Rosemurta or whoever Mm -hmm. this fortune teller is to tell you what's going to happen in your future because I'm worried. So, okay, back to the drama. She sprints to the front door. The man in the red sports car jumps out of his car with a gun running after her, slips on the driveway, drops the gun on the ground, and Alex just makes it inside the door and bolts it. It was like a movie. That's crazy.
0: It was. But the thing is, a gun can go through a wooden door. So she was still wasn't safe. They made it seem like and now she's safe. She wasn't behind bulletproof glass.
1: But I think she bolted the door. And in the thing they have her peering through the upper window pane in the door, I think probably more likely what she did is ran to the back of the house and made sure all the other doors and windows were locked. If I had to guess and said, Mom, go sit in the bathroom and don't come out until I tell you to. So that's what I'm hoping she did. Because That's what I would have done. Anyways, Alex calls 911. Of course, by the time the police get there, the guy's gone. And the police, I think, are probably like, who is this hysterical woman that keeps calling us with death threats? But as a last-ditch effort to, like, try to save her own life, she hires a PI named Ozzy Katan. That sounds like a made-up name. I like it.
0: Ozzy Katan investigates. Catan investigations. Can we
1: get a show on him? An ID
0: special? Fun fact, he is Chris Catan's brother. I just made that up.
1: Did you believe me? Yeah, I did. That was great. You did it as kind of a throwaway. Also, you're on a little bit of a delay, so I'm only hearing it. So it works a little better even. <laughs> so his surveillance team, see, he even has a, a team. Ozzy Katan does not work alone. He's got a team of guys.
0: He's like one of those PIs from the 40s who has a secretary and a
1: guy on each end of town. Exactly. So I got to call the West Side boys. Okay, so <laughs> his surveillance team is camped out in front of Brandon's daycare. In case the Jessics try to abduct him, which Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because that seems like more they'd go after that baby and just, I don't know, fly back to Yugoslavia. I don't know what they'd do. I'd be scared of that. So the question I had, unfortunately, is there doesn't seem to be surveillance on Alex. Right. Why? Especially if he has a team. Why is there no surveillance on Alex?
0: I don't know. It's like overnight they switch focus thinking he's going. they're going to take the baby. That's not been the experience of what has happened so far. They've never threatened to take the baby and they've had a guy with a gun chasing her.
1: It made me think that there was information left out about that, but I did not see information about that.
0: I don't know. But if you have a team of three, one of them should be on Alex, maybe two. One on the baby, two on Alex.
1: Yeah. Two and two,
0: four. But this was just the next day. So he had to assemble the team.
1: Well, it's the next day in the show. I don't think it's actually the next day. She called the PI, but I think that the surveillance team was there for a minute before this next event. Does that make sense? I think more time has passed. You're saying ID network lied to us. No, I'm saying they're speeding things up for the sake of time. That's what I'm saying. They're datelining it. So her friend though, Janet, her other very good friend, Janet, has been insisting on driving with Alex to and from work because these attacks seem to only be happening when she is alone, which that's a good friend. I would do that. I You're know you would do that. putting your life on the line. Yeah, absolutely. I never said I would do that. I mean, I would totally do that. I feel like you would because you'd want to be, like, it would be a little bit exciting. It might be a little bit exciting.
0: It would be a good story.
1: I don't think you'd do it because of me. Sorry, I didn't mean to apply that. I meant the circumstances.
0: I'd also be scared out of my mind and would have
1: to go to the bathroom constantly. Constantly, but worth it? We don't know. So not worth it in this case of what happens right now. So they're leaving work one day. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. That's a lovely work day that you get to go home at 4.30. What's that job?
0: Wasn't she a dental assistant?
1: Yeah. The office is closed at 4.30. It's great. It
0: seems rare because you have children. You have to take care of the kids all after school appointments usually. No, I guess during the day, kids
1: come. Yeah, they take them out of school. It's a fun day, except it's not because you're going to not fun. Yeah. So... Janet and Alex are heading to the car, 4.30 in the afternoon. It's a crowded street. It's like a busy street with lots of buildings. They get into the car and they're just chatting away. Janet is reaching down because she's shoving this big gym duffel underneath the seat. And here's just gunshots. Next thing she knows, glass is flying and Alex sort of slumps in the car really sad. Janet looks up and sees this red sports car zooming away and sees that her friend has been shot in the head. And Janet is actually explaining it to us. And it broke my heart. Yeah, it was really sad. So traumatic. So my question to you is, I'm of two minds on this. Here's the problem I have. Janet is a very good friend to do this. But if Janet wasn't there, and it was just Alex, and Alex had been leaving work by herself, the car, the red car according to eyewitnesses had been parked there for hours. Wouldn't you be on the lookout for a red sports car? Yes. Now, if your friend is there talking to you and trying to distract you and keep you happy and like not have you think about these horrible things that keep happening. You're saying to it's you, Janet's
0: fault. Damn I'm not it, saying
1: I'm not saying it's Janet's fault. I'm saying could we have they had They were a,
0: like talking and laughing and having fun.
1: Could we have had a different outcome?
0: Could we not have had someone leave work before her and just walk around the block and make sure there are no red cars someone who pretends they don't work in that office and they so they're not in any danger and they just walk around and go okay you're clear there's no red cars second
1: note i think the red car sports car was also probably parked far away Mm. i think it was parked a little ways down the street but i but i think the block is right not if it happened right
0: when they got in the car like before they'd even started to drive
1: you're right it couldn't have been that far away
0: Although maybe they thought, well, the killer's not going to be dumb enough to use the same car the next time they try to shoot at me.
1: I would have thought that too. I still think Janet is a good friend. And I would have done the same thing because your focus is on trying to keep your friend happy and not, you know, constant vigilance. Right. And on just, yeah, high anxiety alert all the time. You're just trying to let her live her life. So I also blame Ozzy Katan for not having surveillance on Alex. We should have had eyes on Alex, yeah. please. And eyes out for a red car that had just tried to gun her down a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Ay. So the police start to investigate. They find out that the make of the car was a red eye Rock. Era? Yeah. Don't know.
0: It's in that song, Teenage Dirtbag. That's how I know it. What is it? I have an a rock. Da-na-na. Is that it? Yeah, kind of, yeah. And he drives an Iraq. And I was always like, what is that? But then when I saw this episode, it all came together.
1: I never knew what that was.
0: Yeah, I just kind of went along with it and sang it. Me too. Yeah.
1: I think I thought I was just always singing the wrong word. Okay, there we go. Wow.
0: Okay. See, we are open to learning people.
1: Yeah. We are. Boy, that's fascinating. So we come to find out that car was stolen. So it does us no good to try to figure out the Iraq whose car it was. But the police are able to track another car, huh? From the surveillance team who was staked out at Brandon's daycare. There had been a car that pulled up there that made everybody nervous that was registered to somebody named Milan Nadatic Nanadic. Nanadic or Nanadic. Sorry, I'm forgetting. But Milan Nanadic, the Nanadic clan is family friends of the Pesics. So mm-hmm. there we go. Here we have it. But I don't know how in a court of law you're going to connect the two that somebody's at the daycare. Is somebody at the daycare threatening baby Brandon? What were they just there? Because they could just say their kid was there, right?
0: Yeah. But once they investigate and find out that the natics don't have children at the daycare, they go, why are you guys hanging out at this daycare? I'm going to arrest you just for that. Hanging out at this daycare.
1: So the big deal is that 10 days after the assassination of Alex, Milan Nanadic, is followed by cops to a mall parking lot where he gets into the backseat of, guess who? Yelka's car. Gets into her backseat. No, they're not having an affair. He gets out a few minutes later with a huge bulge in his shorts. No, they're not having an affair. (laughs) The woman who's telling us this information does have a glimmer of a smile when she says it. A bulge that wasn't there before. I see you. I see you and I appreciate it. It was funny. And they keep
0: zooming in really close on the book.
1: They really do. And the shorts, I wish they had not picked khaki shorts because if you were just glancing at the screen, you would actually think it was something else. Yeah. If you were just casually glancing, you'd be like, what? They can't show that on ID Network. But we find out in a second what it is because the cops follow Milan home. And as he is walking up his driveway, $30,000 falls out of his pocket
0: this big wad of cash and he doesn't feel for it he keeps walking at least in the reenactment he keeps walking down the street he doesn't notice like a pound worth of cash just drops out of your pants nope it was in there so tight it would never come out
1: it's so weird i don't get it yeah so he and yelka are both arrested Now, the police are unable to associate any of the crimes, any the murder plot, any of this to Sam or Joe. So they are not indicted. But Sam
0: made the... I can't make that noise. What are you doing? How
1: do you do that noise? Make the noise? (laughs) What are you doing? Are you just blowing hair out of your mouth? What is... who? Like a owl? Is that Whoop. it? Whoop. Yep, do it. Whoop. There you go. Is that right? totally effective. Whoop. I don't know what the other sound you were trying to make was. But you sounded like a baby owl. Like a little wee baby owl. Like a newborn owl. Do it. That's what you sounded like, a pigeon. Oh boy, that was good. So anyway, Sam, Sam. They can't prove that. There's no surveillance. It's like the 90s. We don't have surveillance at the grocery store. I don't know. Milan and Yelka are the only ones that we know that were indicted. The hitman and some other people were also found guilty. But they are all given life in prison. And Yelka is still saying she was framed or she's innocent. Of course she is. But let's get to the important thing that is the outside information, which is Alex went to go live with her mom after many more incidents than we hear about in ID. The Pesachs put a lien on the house. I need to just move on to the next one because I'm not sure what that entails. Yeah. But I think mm. it's not Keith Morrison. Yeah. Oh! Adam, if we have that sound. Yeah. <laughs> put that. That'll make it funnier. <laughs> yes, it will, because Kimberly didn't react. Can you make put a Kimberly laugh track insert here? <laughs> <laughs> The water, they disconnected the water to the house because they own the house, technically. And here's the big one. They set fire to a tree in the front yard. Oh my God, what is wrong with these people? Right, so it's pretty like gnarly. They really, really went after her. But according to this outside information that I saw, the psychic is all true. That's a true thing. Wow,
0: she knew about the red car.
1: The psychic knew about the red car.
0: I'm i a believer
1: yeah, that was pretty. Not a That's believer, pretty.
0: but a believer. Because I think I stumbled when I said that and it made it sound like I was a believer.
1: Then I saw her face, now I'm a believer. Okay, here's the other problem. This article that I read has the private investigator's name as Orest Caban, not Ozic So who's telling the truth? So this might be faulty information that I got here.
0: kind of think ID might have changed it. Yeah, Maybe the narrator was reading it wrong so many times they finally just gave up. And they were like, fine, Ozzy Katan.
1: Also, it appears that there is a made-for-TV movie called The Perfect Mother. Oh. Based on a true story. And it's this. The Perfect Mother is a 1997 that is based on the mother-in-law Joka Pesek case. The movie explores themes of mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationships, custody disputes, and contract murder. So there you go, guys. There's a movie on it. I saw another
0: ID show where this family killed this whole other family so they could get custody of a baby. What? Yeah, they did like a shootout in like a church and slaughtered the whole family.
1: People are crazy. I want to go and watch more of those what those neighbor ones where the neighbors like the fights just get more and more intense. So good. Oh my gosh. Are they all sad though? The one that I saw was yes, real they're sad. Yes, they are all pretty sad. Oh, they are really sad. Okay, so what's your mother-in-law story before we go?
0: I don't remember details. I just remember she
1: was crazy. Like what crazy? Like wanted to kill her?
0: No, like smothering and always popped over and tried to be there all the time. And, you know, they had to have many talks about it.
1: Because she couldn't let the son go?
0: Yeah, and then she gave the husband an ultimatum. Like you have to pick who your loyalty lies to. He picked his wife. Thank God. I don't know if they're still married. though. I, I haven't looked. I hope they still are. I wish them well.
1: I do wish them well. I wish everyone well. I hope, oh boy, I hope no one's going through this and we just opened any old wounds.
0: I have a feeling we're going to get lots of DMs from some crazy stories. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm sure there are. I think I'm very, very lucky. Anna is very nice and she's real intense. It's a kind of intense that I'm used to and I like it. And Oliver is not going to do that. He's not going to put up with that nonsense because I think a lot of this is as much about Joe Not saying, mom, I'm my own man. Yeah. Joe, move your wife and your baby out of state. Mm -hmm. What are you doing?
0: No, Joe should be in prison for that mustache alone.
1: (laughs) It's not real, Kimberly. You can't go to jail for a fake mustache.
0: In my world, you can. And fake neck tattoos. (laughs) Temporary neck tattoos can land you in jail in Kimberly land.
1: I did maybe get some tattoos that I was considering putting on my face for one of these episodes. We'll see. It's when you're, whenever I feel like you're sad. I have a little baggie of stuff that's like for surprising Kimberly if I need to. If I feel like you're in a bad mood, you need to laugh. That's what I'm going to do. It's a bag of tricks. It's like, a, it's like dog toys where I'm like, squeak, squeak, squeak. I <laughs> feel like that. It's terrible. Okay, everybody. That's it for this one. Take care of yourself. Take care of your in-laws. Wear your mask. Make sure they're wearing their masks.
0: Mm-hmm. And register to vote.
1: And please register to vote.
0: Bye, everybody. I can't make that noise. I'm sure many people were snickering when I didn't know Ruff Hewn. And in our latest episode, when I heard him say Gamorous five million times, I kept hearing Keith say Gamorous. I Googled it. I rewound multiple times. There was like a glitch on the way my episode was playing or something where I kept hearing gamorous. And then when you played it on your phone, I heard it clear as day, glamorous. I invented a new word.
1: But I think you have it in your head that they're like trying to get you. They're trying to like.
0: After Rough Hewn, I am a little self-conscious that he's, Keith in particular, is out to make me feel dumb with SAT words that I don't know.
1: Can I have a number of people that came at you with rough hewn? Because it seems to have affected your day-to-day life. And I need to know how many people.
0: At least 30 oh. knew it when I tweeted about it.
1: I just wish a couple of people had stepped up and been like, I didn't know.
0: I should have done a poll. And that way some people could have clicked no in private, anonymously.
1: What you should have done is a poll cat and we could have moved off. <laughs> okay. so.